Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. What's up, nerds? This is Just a Couple of Arslings, the Last Kingdom podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Toomer. And I'm Alyssa Fixie. We are writers for Sci-Fi Wires fangirls who started recapping The Last Kingdom in Season 3, so we decided to bring that nerdy, horny energy to Podcastlandia. Jessica... How are you? What's up, girl? Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I'm like so like invigorated, like or reinvigorated, I guess. We yeah. went and saw the Women's World Cup team play uh, in amazing. Charlotte. I'm so oh, jealous. God. Was it incredible? I assume it was it incredible. Was insane. Okay, so so we went to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. North Carolina, they were playing in the Panther Stadium, Bank of America Stadium. Yeah. Which it's, I mean, it's a pretty giant stadium. Like the Panthers are like the main team here. And I think the the number was 30,000 and something. Wow. It's so like 30,000 people were at that game, which is just insane. If you follow like soccer in general, but especially women's soccer, like right. that's insane, like an insane turnout. So it was really, I mean, there was just such good energy. It was hot as hell. I mean, it was like 85 at like nine o'clock at night. Mm, classic so we were classic all, October weather. <laughs> God, I, seriously, down here. Um, but yeah, it was just amazing. And we actually... So they won. Um, they were they're so tired. I'm so Aww. glad their victory tour is over because yeah. they are just like, I mean, it's ex- it has to be exhausting. Like you play a game and then the next day you're on a plane and then you're practicing and then you play another game the next day. I mean, it's just like that's been their schedule since like January. So yikes, um, they're tired, but yeah. they did amazing. And then we went to like a little cafe, like bakery, the next morning before we left, and we ran into Alyssa Nair. Oh my Molly. god, that's so. I I was just, I freaked. I was like, ah, we didn't know if, like, we should ask, like, to get a picture or whatever. Um, Because, you know, like, I don't like to disturb You don't want to be weird, but, like, you know. But then I'm I'm also like, when am I ever going to get a chance to, like, get a picture with Alyssa Nair again? So uh, one of my friends who's just not shy about that shit at all was just, (laughs) like, we're just sitting there eating our, like, our little, like, Croissants, and she just shouts out. She's like, "Alyssa!" Like we know her oh. by her first name. Oh. And she's like, "I knew that that would get our attention because, like, when someone calls your name, you right. know, right?" And so totally, um, she was really, totally normal she thing. was really sweet. Yeah, I know. Like we're best <laughs> friends with her, but she was so sweet, and yeah, it was just amazing. It's so. I love everything about that team and yeah. what they've done. They're so, so inspiring really cool. and so talented, yeah. and ugh, they just. They must have killed it. It was so cute to like we went out to dinner before and like to see the little girls dressed up and in like their favorite player's Aww. jersey and like I mean it was just and then there were there were grown ass men out there just like wearing shirts and having signs and I mean it was just such a good time. It was yeah, every people really love this team and there's a there's good reason too. So yeah, I mean they've they've earned every bit of that devotion, you know. Oh, yeah. And I love seeing numbers like that because everybody's always like, oh, they don't earn as much money because they don't draw the crowds, they don't sell the merchandise. 
bullshit. Like, yeah, that's a lie. Yeah, no way. I feel like at this point in time, that's an impossible argument to make now. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I cannot explain how, like, empowering it is to, like, be in a stadium of, like, 30,000 people and everyone be chanting, like, equal pay. Yeah. It's uh. insane. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, I know they have a fight ahead of them with that, but sure. hopefully... People will start coming around, people who make these decisions. Um, I mean, because not to hate on our guys' team, but they're just not at the same They're not level. as good. They're so just they not. they should not be making that. I mean, they shouldn't even be making as much as the women make, but they definitely shouldn't be making more. Like, Significantly more. more. Yeah. Absolutely oh, yeah. not. Millions more. Yeah. It's insane. So, <sighs> Alyssa. What about you? What fun um, thing did you do this weekend? Well, this weekend for me was a little bit different. Um, I went to go visit my mom who was having surgery, which is, you know, I was really happy to be able to do it. And it, sure. it, it went okay in the beginning, but, like, they ended up sending her home the day of because it went so well. And unfortunately, mm. like, she had to go back because she was dealing with a lot of you know, pain that shouldn't be happening. And so instead of, you know, being able to like stay overnight in a nice room and being, you know, observed by her doctor, we had to go back through the emergency room system, which was oh. hell. And like at one point she's like lying on a gurney in a hallway and I'm like crouched in the hallway trying to stay out of the way. And, you know, we finally got a room and I felt like it was like one in the morning at this point. We've been at the hospital for hours and I was this is kind of a funny story now, but it was very not funny to me at the moment. So like it's one o'clock in the morning and my mom hasn't eaten anything like all day because she had surgery and she's like starving. So sure. I like go on this quest to find some vending machines and I get lost. Like it's one o'clock in the morning. Nobody's really around in whatever part of the hospital they finally stuck us at. And I'm like wandering the halls. They all look the same. And I'm like, oh, my God, a grown woman carrying a candy bar for my mother and like weeping, <laughs> trying to find my way back to the room. And this woman who was working maintenance was so kind to me and like helped me find my way. And I'm just like, man, the kindness of strangers like really gets you through. Um, that is that's like a Stephen King. It felt. Like, it felt like it. I was Stephen like, King novel. I was, I was like, oh my god, these all look the same. I'm stuck in a labyrinth <laughs> of hell. And you know, after that first and day, it smells like sanitary. Like exactly. Products. Exactly. <laughs> um, and after that first day, it, you know, it wasn't as bad because she got to go home and they, you know, gave her pain meds and it was a little bit better for her, especially because she, you know, got to be at home to convalesce. And right. then we spent most of the weekend watching old seasons of Great British Bake Off which, you know, Fuck yes. there are worse ways to spend <laughs> your time. I mean, you need to relax after such a traumatic experience. So right. what better way than to watch British people? And I'm such a whiner. Like, it was obviously way more traumatic for my mother, but I'm like, oh, I got lost for a little while. Feel bad for well, me. <laughs> but it's it's also that feeling like of being helpless. Like, when, right. you, when you have someone, like, a loved one in the hospital and you just don't, all this shit is happening, you just don't know what to do. Right. And you have, like, one thing, you're like, I can get my mom a candy bar. Right. That's what I can do. <laughs> and I couldn't even do that. And then it just that. goes to hell. Yeah. yeah. I would have broke down, too. <laughs> I would have made them, like, get me, like, a little wheelchair and right. wheel me back. Somebody tell been me so where... distraught. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, was, it was not great. But, yeah, Bake Off was uh, quite pleasant. She hadn't seen the first season with the new 
hosts. And so. Oh, lovely. Yeah. It was a good one. It was a good one. I always say lovely when we're talking about British things. No, (laughs) but we do need to talk about something that. Okay, so the latest season. Yeah. You've been watching. Obviously. Okay. This is some shit, you guys, because they have. I'm just going to assume that everyone listening watches. Right. If you you aren't up to date on Great British Bake Off, as in like episode five, I think we're up to. Yeah. Like turn the volume down. Right. Skip ahead. Skip ahead a couple, like a minute or two. (laughs) Uh, Because we've got to talk about how they did our girl Helena. Sending sending home Helena and Michelle in the same episode is insane to me. Because like Priya wasn't as good. Rosie wasn't as good. Like I love, we're at the point where I like, I love everybody in the tent. They're all wonderful. But like sending them home was insane to me. Like I get Michelle's cake was a little off theme, but it was beautiful. Uh, It was gorgeous. And also like, I don't understand. Helena won the technical. Exactly. And that was the first technical she, she was ever a technical. won. I, it's... Why do we even have the technical anymore? Like, this season has made me feel like it's just so, like, superfluous. Like, it's not even, it doesn't even matter. I know. And, I, you know, I will say this about this season. I've enjoyed it quite a bit, and everybody's, you know, charming and adorable and lovely. But I feel like the caliber of Baker, with the exception of Steph and David, isn't quite up to snap up to snuff as previous seasons. Agreed. I'm not very impressed with what's been made so far. Yeah, there hasn't really been a lot of stuff from like, yes, that is a real showstopper, but you know. Right, like in terms of decoration, but also in terms of like just flavors. Like this last episode, they had to do Oh, it was maybe it was like the 1920s um, cake or something. Uh, was everyone it, no, did like it was, a lemon. I or? think it was dessert week this week. Okay, so then it was... 1920s was was last week. week. And but there was one episode ugh. where everyone did like a lemon kind of flavor of something. Everybody. Like, I'm like, that's so basic. God. Like, yeah, it's so I basic. I can do that. Right. Right. And I want to watch a show where I don't think I can accomplish what they accomplish on there. So, exactly. Yeah, it's been a little disappointing. And to be honest, like, like Helena was... She was the best. The one that I was watching for just because she's so interesting and so unique and... Has the best one-liners. <laughs> I know. I'm going to miss her. I followed her God. on Instagram. I was like, I need some Helena in my life if they're going to make such wrong decisions, but whatever. Our little goth queen. Uh, so She's amazing. Um, yeah. Okay. So, guys, you can, like, stop skipping now. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna pivot to, um, pivot to medieval Vikings. times. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> where they do not have bake-offs. Right. They raid villages right. uh, on the reg, which is what we kind of, so we pick up, we're in episode five of season two. Yeah. We pick up uh, with a three-year time jump, which is always a good way to just kind of keep the story going and not have to explain too much shit along the way so sure well I'm, I'm all right with it <laughs> yeah like it's one of those things where they've obviously been like living in peace and you know utra has got two kids now cookham's doing great they basically just spend their time like chilling and hanging out and then you know going on the occasional dane hunting mission but for the most part it's been you know relatively peaceful so and while i'm happy for them that they've gotten to enjoy this breath but that's not exactly super compelling television so i totally get why they're like "Mm, we'll skip this you know everybody's doing great that's all you need to know but i do you know feel like we have skipped ahead three years but things still feel very lived in like it feels like 
even if we didn't see those three years on screen, like the actors have really put in work to make it feel like those three years have happened because there's a lot of, you know, when, when Uhtred's riding up to the village to kind of deal with these Danes that are still kind of, you know, screwing with Alfred's vision of a United England, Danes raid, as they will do, him and Finnan and Citric and, you know, all of his like posse, he's rolling deep and everyone's just joking with each other. They they are very aware of where each other you know, they are and and the strategy and when Utrecht gives an order, it's followed, no question. I mean, it's just very smooth, like orderly processions with these raids. And, you know, even when they get back, I mean, there's just like a feeling of like, yeah, we've been here. You guys just like skipped over a little bit of time. And I really like that. Yeah. You know, it felt really organic to have them working together so well as a team and it didn't feel forced. You know what I mean? You're like, OK, this is a natural progression for these relationships. And I totally bought it. Yeah. So we get back to Cookham after we've, you know, dealt with the the raiding Dane village. Right. And we see that Uchid's got a son yep. who looks a little bit older than three, I want to say. He's a big three. But, well, he's, <laughs> he's a big three. Maybe he's an early four. Mm, um, well, she had to have like <laughs> nine months to be pregnant. So she probably got pregnant like the day Uhtred got back from being a slave. And then, you that, know, they had yeah. a few months. So that kid's probably like two and a half. But it's yeah. like you said, it's a Whatever, big, it's we'll a go big with it. two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> He's been really eating that grain. Right. <laughs> um, but we get back. He's got a son. He's and got a, a daughter. Baby girl. Yeah, super yeah. cute. He's got a hall, which is all he ever wanted was a hall. I where know. Where he could just drink with his buds. Right. So life is going pretty good. I know. Honestly, um, like this feels weird to say about this show, but this was like kind of a cute episode. Like, oh my god, you've it got, was it's like, like a friends episode. Yeah, you got like Uhtred and his family, which is all really cute, and he and Gisela are so happy, which is cute, and Citrix in love, and it's cute. And Bayaka is in love, and it's also cute. And I'm like, okay, yeah. like, this is, you know, as adorable as The Last Kingdom can get. <laughs> it really it felt like a, a needed kind of re- release a little bit. Like, we had yeah. a, a few moments to breathe with them. But, of course, you know, that doesn't last long because Ethelwald has uh, come to pay a visit, and he's very proud of himself that he is 10 days sober good, good for you a, buddy you know damn coin or right. something I don't know <laughs> um he's been going to those AA meetings but he basically he he comes to Utrid um with an offer and it's a very strange offer mm-hmm. um mostly because it starts with like the premonitions of like a corpse and it gets even weirder from there he said that I should be king of Wessex and that you you should be a king too he said that you, Uhtred, will be crowned King of Mercia. We know that Ethelwald, he still wants to be King of Wessex. You know, that's always going to be his main goal. Yeah. Um, and now he's saying, you know, he's crossed over into Daneland uh, by invitation, and he has kind of gotten this uh, prophecy, I-, I guess you would say, yeah. from a dead man. A dead, a dead man? A dead Viking? Dead Bjorn. Like, yeah. Coming back to life and telling him that he'll be king of Wessex and Uhtred will be king of Mercia, which is, um, that's a pivot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did not know that that was in the car. <laughs> right. You know, and it's one of those things where, you know, it just, it seems so far-fetched at this point, you know, and, you know, I mean, 
I don't know. I have a hard time with Athelwald on his best day, but when he comes up here and is like, hey, Talking Corpse told me I'm going to be the king, I'm like, all right, buddy, you're seeing what you want to see. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just it doesn't feel like a good faith promise from him, you know? Yeah, and my first thought is, well, you're 10 days sober. I mean, maybe this is just withdrawals. Maybe you're hallucinating, <laughs> dude. I mean, right. give it maybe a month and right. then see if you're still seeing a corpse. Mm. And we'll talk. Obviously, like, I take it seriously because if Athelwald has given up the drink for this, then he's got a plan. And he's not right. a stupid, stupid boy, um, even though he acts like it sometimes. Right. So, But at the same it, at the same time, though, like, he did go into Daneland where he's not supposed to. You know what I mean? Like, right. he went to go see King Athelred slash formerly the artist known as Guthred. Um, <laughs> but he's not supposed to be there. So that's just another red flag, you know? Yeah, and I think, you know, shout out to Gisela because she Ugh, she's the best. spots this, like, right away. She's like, do you wish Alfred harm? And he's like, no. I mean, I wish him dead, but I want to hurt him. Right. <laughs> and Gisela is not laughing at nope. that joke. No, she's she not. She knows it's not a good idea to make an enemy of Alfred. And, and if Uhtred's unhappy, she, you know, offers to, you know, get out of Alfred's service to go up to Ragnar, to go up to her brother up north. Which is just um, not a better option than Alfred. It, it's just not. It's not. But I th- I appreciate that she's like, look, I, I can tell that, like, it's starting to kind of peeve you off how Alfred's treating you. Yeah. Um, if you want to peace out, like, let's do it the right way and, like, go do what you want to do. I'm happy to do that. But do not, like, let your emotions kind of cloud your judgment and move against Alfred because that's going to be bad for all of us. Sure. Um, And, you know, it's one of those things that really shows how well she knows him. You know, like, even mm -hmm. though it's been three years and, like, he's grown, he's still Uhtred. And as much as mm -hmm. I love him, he's going to make some bad decisions in haste. Uhtred's going to Uhtred, y'all. Uhtred is going to Uhtred. <laughs> it may be a more mature version than season one, but he's still going to be, you know, who he fundamentally is. And Gisela knows that. And she and she kind of handles him in a way that I think is mm. it's, it's amusing and also pretty caring. Like, she knows exactly how to come at this for him, you know? Like, she knows exactly the kind of things that he needs to hear in a way that will push him to do the right thing and not just cause him to react. You know what I mean? Like she's, you know, she's offering him options. She's appealing to his better judgment. And that really shows like what she respects about him, but also like what she's learned in three years of being married to him. Yeah. I think she can see both his strengths and his weaknesses and mm -hmm. she knows how to manage, um, manage that in him. Which is a good thing. I mean, she is a needed kind of leveling presence in his life, especially when Alfred rolls up unannounced, um, as he is wont to do, I suppose. And uh, he brings all the priests with him, which he a knows lot of priests. would not make Uhtred happy. Right? <laughs> I like, just... like uh, Alfred, come on, man. Like, I get it. You're going to be bitter that Uhtred is a pagan until the end of time. But, like... Did you need to bring so many priests with you? Like, all of the priests that you had? I just... I what does he think they're going to do? I, I mean, know. he has to know by now that just seeing that many priests is just going to piss Uhtred off. It's not going to... 
I don't know. Like if you if you want to convert him to to holiness, your best bet is probably Hild. Right. I mean, it's not going to be a legion of priests that you bring along on a trip. So right. it's a bit weird. And then we we see Alfred Gisela like receiving Alfred in in their hall, and he's just like just. He's so catty. He is. He's he's very catty catty in this episode. Like, he's picking on Ada. He's, like, already talking shit about Uhtred. I'm like, all right, I don't know, you know, what's plaguing you now, but you've had plenty of digestional issues before and haven't been this bitchy, so what gives? Yeah, I don't know if it's, like, the IBS has really gotten out of control. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but he is, like, so hard to take this episode. My nephew... Ethelwald, he was, uh, well, he was seen doing just that. Leaving Wessex, crossing through Mercia from west to east. Are you aware of this? It's his pettiest episode in a while, I think. And, you know, he's there because he's mad that Uhtred isn't following the Saxon law, which admittedly is fair. Like, you know, yes, if a man is a thief, he probably deserves to be punished, but... He also deserves a fair trial, so dealing out his pagan justice was always going to get him in trouble. Even worse than that, I want to know, like, who is the snitch? Right. Who's writing letters to Alfred and be like, um, actually, this is what Uhtred is doing now. So somebody's got a burn book and is passing it on to Alfred, and I need to know who it is. Yeah, that's my bigger concern than, like, Uhtred not giving a guy who's stolen three times over a trial. Right. Like, maybe if he had only stolen once... We talk about it, but, but three if times, he's stolen three times, right? But yeah, three strikes you're out. Who's you know? the Who's the narc? I want to know. So yeah, and so obviously Uhtred is not very um, pleased that Alfred has come all this way after he's spent all this time kind of raiding or stopping the raids from Danes and protecting Alfred's land and right. his dream of a unified England to come and kind of like bitch at him about how he handled a thief. It's right. so it's, it's so it's, petty. It's very small potatoes compared to like all the work that Uhtred's been doing to keep everybody safe in the three years. Very small potatoes. Yeah. It's very much like this dynamic at this point, you know, in the show, this episode reminds me of on succession when Ugh. like n- whatever the kids do it's not good enough for their dad uh, and alfred is logan roy alfred is logan roy it's the medieval version of logan roy right Uhtred, um, is utrid his number one boy though i just don't know utrid's not kent well kendall did kill i know i just don't know <laughs> utrid feels like kind of like a composite of all three yeah I feel like. Ooh, I, mm, yeah yeah, he's you know? except for Connor. No, Con- there is no oh, Connor God. in Uhtred. No Connor. Yeah, no. but Thank yeah, God. right for real. Um, yeah, so like Alfred, he is a, you know sort of appeased though when he sees um, Uhtred's little makeshift church that he let Hills build <laughs> Shack with a cross on right. It. And you know, I think it's interesting. Like we don't see a ton of Hild in this episode, but it really makes an impact when she's there because you know she's had three years of being a warrior, and she's finally you know, feeling like she's worked through her shit, you know, like after Mm -hmm. everything that happened to her and the abuse that she suffered. And that's got to, you know, shake your faith in God, even if you're healed. So Mm. she's had her time and done the work and, you know, had the medieval equivalent of therapy and is sort of like (laughs) ready. Yeah. Therapy for them is just stabbing a lot of people. I mean, I I could try that therapy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like she's really sort of come out the other side and is ready and is ready to be the person that she really wants to be. Like, yes, we love that she's, you know, a warrior queen. That's amazing. But that's not that's not who Hild wants to be. You know, she wants to devote her life to God. She wants to be an abbess. And she's finally ready to do that. And I, I don't know. I liked that sort of the visual representation of her taking off her armor and putting down her sword and sort of taking up the mantle again was, I don't know, it was very moving to me. Look, get you a woman who can do both. Exactly. She can fight like a Dane <laughs> right. and she can pray like a Saxon nun. Yeah. That's all you need in life. Right. Um, Hild is the best. Hild should really be, be like, you know higher up on the dateable list than she is in Cookham because... Well, she's... I mean, I think she would be. Like, you can tell that everybody is very fond of her, but it's like, you know, she's gods, so... Uh, yeah, I'd like to say, like, Finnan is definitely flirting with her a bit. Oh, and 100%. She is his... I would not she is his, that. Yeah, she's the hot nun, you know? Fleabag has yeah. the hot priest and Hild is the hot she's nun. She's the hot nun. There so. it is! Oh, the connection to Fleabag. <laughs> they never stop, those connections. Never. So, yeah, so Alfred is, is you know, in the church praying with Hild a little bit. And uh, Uhtred is... Uh, kind of watching this tradesman who comes uh, on the reg, I'm assuming. And, yeah. Um, he brings Eric he with him. He has brought a gift. Yeah. Our, our, ugh, Eric. It's so good to see Eric and those damn shoulder pads. <laughs> and um, he's riding solo this time. Right. He's also heard about this corpse Bjorn, and he's received an invitation. So that's where he's headed, and he just wants to make sure it's cool with Uhtred if he passes through. Right. Um, how do you say no to Eric? Uhtred doesn't. So but he he's probably like, should have. Probably should have. But uh, I mean, that face. I know. Ugh. I know. How do you say no to that face? You can't. And, you know, he kind of lied to Uhtred, super lied. He did. I he, was so disappointed. I know. He said that Siegfried and their fleet of 19 ships was in Francia, but it is not. It is in Beyond and it is there to, you know, hook up with Guthrum and raise some hell for Alfred, against Alfred. Yeah, so their their plan is to take Beyond and then ride down, take London, and then uh, obviously go after Uhtred because mm. Siegfried's still pretty sore about the whole taking off his the sword, sword arm thing. Yeah. Although he's found, like, a really great way to, like, accessorize it. I mean, did you <laughs> see that, like, just sword that's, yeah. like, basically attached? It's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna, you know, lose your hand, you might as well add a sword to your new hardware. So it's pretty yeah, hardcore. I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's one way to one way to handle the difficulties that life throws at you. They're bad dudes. Like obviously we love Eric, um, but yeah, they're bad dudes coming to wreck the peace. So Yeah, I mean here's my thing. Eric is a softy at heart, but he's very loyal to his brother. Who and is his not. brother loves to to raid and kill and just destroy things. Right. And he's also he's also a Dane. That's yeah. how he was raised. This sure. is what he was taught to do. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think necessarily that his number one goal is to kill Uhtred. I think that's more Siegfried, obviously, but sure. he's not going to say, no. no, bro, like, we shouldn't do that, you know? So yeah, you can, you can love Eric, but also just don't trust Eric at this point. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I don't think um, Uhtred really trusts anybody at this point, you know, when, when he and Alfred are talking over dinner and Otta's, you know, 
being a bit of a drunk and Alfred's being a bit of a dick about it. And Uhtred, you know, he points out, you know, Athelred is weak. I'm busy, like, picking off the Danes that are trying to, you know, cause hell in his kingdom. And clearly Guthrum slash Athelstan is plotting against you because, you know, Eric is back and that doesn't mean good things. And he's correct. Like, he has such a good read on all of these threats that are, you know, sort of starting to crowd around Alfred. And Alfred is still, like... You know, I'm pretty liking this peace thing, and that's kind of how I want to roll, which, you know, is admirable, but now is not the time. Yeah, I mean, Uhtred has, I thought it was, like, really interesting that the last thing, like, Eric says to him before he rose off is, you know, but you were raised a Dane. Like, I respect you, but you're raised a Dane. Remember that. And and everything he does, like, you can see that, because this three-year piece has made, you know, Alfred a little bit, like, complacent. Mm-hmm. And he's he's not worried about the things that he was once worried about. And Uhtred is over here. He just knows, like, peace does not last long for warriors. And that's what he is. And that's what Alfred isn't. And so when they have that conversation at the dinner table, you know, he says straight up to Alfred, he's like, you're talking about things you don't understand. Right. Like, why am I in your service? Why am I here if not to give you this advice? And then you just like shut it down because it doesn't flow with your, you know, plan for a peaceful and holy England. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you think you're going to get that England? Um, you know, it's not going to be just through prayer. So it's a little frustrating. And I see why Uhtred kind of is slowly um, tempted to Ethelwald's like, you know, treaty his peace treaty him wanting to go to daneland and talk to bjorn and see what this is all about because when you're dealing with someone as stubborn as alfred exactly what are you gonna do right you know this feels like you know i i i think at this point like he doesn't want to completely screw alfred over like even when he's frustrated by alfred he's still he still believes in his vision at least a little bit that he's willing mm. to, you know, do this much work to make it happen. But at the same time, like when Finnan, you know, asks him, how can you serve a man who doesn't see your value? Like, you know that Uhtred thinks about that all the time. You know, he says, of course he does. He'll see it in the long run, whatever. But like, you know that he thinks about that a lot. Yeah, it's I mean, and I think that's like. That's just normal. That's mm-hmm. any person would feel that way. It's not him feeling like his ego's not being stroked enough. It's sure. just he puts his life on the line for this vision that Alfred has. Right. And yet he feels like he's not given the same respect and and care that he's giving to Alfred. And it's like eventually when you treat someone that way for so long, you know, the relationship deteriorates and um, when you live in medieval times, it can turn into like, I'm going to usurp you and take your throne. So right. you would think Alfred would be a little bit smarter about that. Well, he's not. And, you know, he's got a lot on his mind because, you know, Athelflaed is ready to be married now. And I think you Let know, the baby bird fly the nest. Right. And she's got her wedding dress and it's cute. <laughs> but at the same time, like he always whenever he's asked about Athelred, he's always like he is a holy man. He serves a purpose. He knows that this is not a great match. Like, he knows that Athelred is not a good guy. Like, every time we see him, he's, like, scheming or whatever Mm. or being, you know, having no backbone. And Alfred knows this. Like, Alfred is good at reading people, so he knows that Athelred is probably not a good man. But at the same time, like, his vision of England is 
above everything else. And building that bond is all that matters to him. And, you know, he's willing to sacrifice Athelflaed for that. But at the same time, like, he hates it, too, you know, but not enough to, like, step in and do something about it. But there's a lot of inner turmoil with Alfred and Athelflaed getting married. He does not deserve you. Did I not say the same? I hope that Ethelred says the same. And I just, knowing what happens, I just cannot feel bad for uh, Alfred at all. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. Like, Alfred needs to, you know, do right by his daughter. But, like, jeez. Come on, (laughs) man. I feel like that's, like, the, the, like, ongoing sentiment with Alfred is just, like, jeez, come on. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's hard. So, yeah. We get into Wessex. Uh, Everybody's in Athelred's town for getting, the wedding. Ready to be married. Everybody's talking about what a piece of shit he is. <laughs> literally. <God, yeah>. Ser- <laughs> literally. Um, and so they, uh, Alfred and, and Gisela write up and um, he decides, he speaks with Athelwald and he kind of decides, like, I'm going to go see what the hell's happening over here. Like, I've just, too many people have been invited to, to this you know, seance or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go see what's happening. But um, before that, I love that Gisela tries to right. <laughs> talk some sense into him. And then also our sweet little Gisela tries to like, you know, campaign for Citric who wants to get married to I know. Um, a lady of the night. <laughs> 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 trying to like think of the, a nice way of saying it. Right. Right. <laughs> um, she has a certain profession and, uh, Uhtred isn't, like, very uh, respectful of her. No, and and he thinks that, you know, he's like, man, you paid her to tell you these things. Like, she's not in love with you. That's just her job, you know? But But Citric believes it's real, and he's allowed to believe it's real, and shoot his shot. And, you know, Uhtred finally gives his permission, and... It's really funny and cute, and he says he's going to name his son Uhtred, and Uhtred says, fuck you, you're not. And <laughs> Citric's like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not. Like, okay, bye, yeah. So, so yeah, I that's like, Citric. I know, Citric is so great. So that's like one he's nice. He's so pure. He's very pure. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that it's a nice moment, and then, you know, Uhtred goes hang out with Bianca, and Bianca's like, oh my god, I'm obsessed with her sister, I'm in love with her, blah, 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 but I'm not in love with her because I'm a priest, and it's terrible, and I wish I was dead, and Uhtred is just like, dude, just do it, like, get married, you're obviously in love with her. It was a little creepy telling, you know, telling him to bang it out with his sister, but whatever. Yeah, a little weird. A little weird. weird. I mean... I get the sentiment, like, yeah, you know, if you if you really love her, tell you how, you know, tell her how you feel. But right. the whole, and then bed her I'm like, part, I think we could have left that out. That could have been unsaid, Uhtred. You didn't have to make it a little creepy. But, yeah. but yeah, yeah, he goes, he tells her, she loves him too. It's all very cute. Again, all very cute, this episode. Such a cute episode. Such a cute. Until we get, until we get to Daneland. <laughs> <laughs> little less cute when there was pagan rituals to raise the dead. Little less sure, cute. and you know, uh, you know, it's it's October. We're in the month of Halloween and spooky shit. So I appreciate a good raising of the dead. Yep, um, it's spooky season. It's... I'm here for it. <laughs> but this one was this one was pretty um, gory, and yeah, so we... a lot of blood, a lot of lots blood, of blood, lots of blood, some harp strings in there. Um, it was it was a weird one. So we get to uh, this little village um, where. Uh, Heston is kind of just camped out, mm. and he welcomes Uhtred, and 
he's, you know, just they kind of shoot the shit for a bit. And then this this old man uh, walks in and I guess he's the conduit for Bjorn. And yeah, he's, he's been keeping him up at night. He left the scowled. So, yeah, right. he's the their scowled. magician or whatever the scowled yeah. equivalent is. Some kind of like um, almost like a shaman. Yeah, like when when people convene with the dead. Necromancer. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So basically that's what he is, and he's um, kind of relaying these messages that he gets from Bjorn, and he takes Uhtred to a Christian graveyard, Mm. of all things. Yeah. Um, And this thief that they've been hanging uh, in the hall, they bring him down. He's going to be the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. They have to shove a uh, harp harps cord into his mouth yeah as like a tether to the the beyond mm-hmm. and then they have to slit his throat and it's a it's lot of blood sad. it's yeah. him begging for his life they really give him time yeah to beg for his life and so it's pretty like i don't know it's pretty it's traumatizing dark. for right. those that are there right it's a lot it's a lot there's a heavy price and, uh, to pay to raise the dead i guess london streets are red You are to be king, king of Mercia, king of Saxon, and Dane. So yeah, yeah, so they have to coat the grave with blood. And then he comes crawling out. This old man comes crawling out of the grave. Right, and he's like, hey, Uhtred, you're going to be the king of kings. Basically, you're Jesus of England. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, like, yeah. And who doesn't want to hear that? Right. So, like, throw off Alfred, take what's yours, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it's all a lot of sort of dark pageantry. And But we find out, like, it's all a bunch of bullshit. Like it's a lot. Like Citric is, you know, keeping an eye on things, and the guy starts like crawling out of the ground again as soon as everybody leaves. Like it's all a ruse. We don't quite know why they're doing this yet, except to like sow discord between Uhtred and Alfred. But yeah, it's all bullshit. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, there's no way. Just from watching that guy dig himself out of that grave, he was not more than like a few inches under the dirt. No. So I, it's just there's a lot that it's like if you, I mean, watching it, you can obviously be like, mm, I mean, I guess if you're there and you're in that time and you already have some of these beliefs, mm-hmm. then it's a little bit harder to sure kind of say no and argue against. Right. And so you see Uhtred kind of struggling with it because they have this discussion when they get back to the hall. He asks Finnan and and the rest of the group like. What did you think? Is this real? And, you know, everyone says yes. You kind of see what you want to see, you know? like Yeah, you do. So, yeah, that real that especially explains why Athelwald believes that it's true. Because, like, obviously sure. he wants some supernatural being to crawl out of the ground and tell him that, yes, he is justified in being pissed off that Alfred took his kingdom. But, you know, it's just, it's a lot. And it really, like... Them leaving instead of sticking around for, like, the wedding festivities made Alfred really suspicious. And just the whole thing just starts to, you know, fracture that relationship that had three years to build again. And it's just, it's a mess. Everything is, you know, heading towards being a mess again. Yeah, so it's, you know, I don't know. I I assume everyone's a little bit restless Mm -hmm. and it's causing them to do some very out of character things. I feel like it's out of character for Uhtred to 
do something so reckless as to like dis- disobey a, a direct order when he's left his his wife in Wessex under kind of Alfred's thumb. His yeah. children, I'm assuming, are back in Cookham. I mean, he's got things he could lose now, right. which he didn't before. And so it seems a little out of character for him to do that. And then for him to watch this and, like, you know, actually start to believe it. So, like, Uhtred has never been, even as a Dane, he's never been super respectful of, like, the customs and traditions and beliefs. Yeah. And... He's like he's very much a a man that kind of goes by his own sword and and doesn't put a lot of stock into religion. And so, yeah, it's it's a it's a strange episode, like the way it ends. It's very like you just sense that something's going to happen, like something's coming. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like you're holding your breath until the end. And instead of like, you know, something big happening it's just like nope you're gonna wait until the next episode keep holding that breath so yeah Yeah, we gave you a little bit of cuteness and now we're gonna fuck things up again (laughs) it's gonna be bad yeah exactly exactly getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking what's your secret Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. So it's time for our next episode, Wishes. This is when we issue our demands for upcoming episodes, like the spoiled toddlers that we are. Here's what we want to see, when we want to see it, and why we won't be denied. Alyssa, what do you want to see next episode? You know, I'm pretty ready for Uhtred to stop even entertaining the idea of listening to Athelwald. Like, the man's a snake, and Uhtred should know better by now. You know, like, listen to Gisela, listen to your wife. She's very wise, and she knows what she's talking about, you know? 100%. Yeah. And, you know, three years obviously wasn't enough peacetime for Alfred to really start to trust Uhtred because he's immediately suspicious of his intentions, even though he hasn't ever really given him a reason to be so. So, you know, yeah, going to Daneland to see a dead man is pretty shady, but I feel like Uhtred's, you know, kind of earned the benefit of the doubt by now, right? He's never going to earn that with Alfred, I don't think. I think there's just such... They're so different in so many ways and then so similar. And it's like they're always going to be each other's throats. But mm-hmm. um, I'm ready to see like, OK, so we know we've given we've been given three years of peace and that's been lovely. I'm ready to see Uhtred kind of take the next step in his plan to take back Bebenberg because you've been chilling out and cook them for three years, you know, just living the life. Totally get it. You wanted some time like downtime. Rest. Yeah. Um, but. 
but where are we going from here? Okay, so we're now we're listening to these visions from a dead man about being king of Mercia or king of all kings. That's you've never stated that that's what you wanted. You've always wanted to go home to Bebenberg. Right. You could go home to Be- Bebenberg because it's way up north and Alfred doesn't have as much pull up there. And your sister or your wife is the sister to the king up there and your brother's up there. So it's like there's Why? a lot of reason to go north. Right. Like, why haven't we? Yeah, you know, this episode almost feels a bit like a soft reset of the show. You know, like, he's, you know, he's gotten his revenge on Carrollton. He's got his land. He's got his woman. What now? You know? Mm. And so, what now? You know? He's got to make a yeah, choice. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe in the three years that he's spent kind of doing Alfred's dirty work, he's realized, I want more than just my ancestral seat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But... You know, if that's the case, like, I, I really want to see him say that and see him pursue that. Like, I don't want it to just be thrust on him in the form of, like, a a vision from a dead man. You know, like, let's I want to see him take a little bit more initiative and right. decide what he wants for his future. Um, and, and maybe just tell Alfred to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Someone needs exactly. to. <laughs> The Last Kingdom has a massive cast of interesting characters, and nearly everyone gets their time to shine. Our arsling of the episode is the character who truly goes above and beyond to win the war or simply win our hearts. Jessica, who is your arsling this episode? Okay, so I am cheering on uh, Finnan's snarky self this episode. Amen, amen. I mean, every damn episode, to be honest. He's a cocky Irish bastard, um, but he tells it like it is. And and Mm -hmm. I like that. And, you know, whether he's like ribbing Alfred for, you know, needing a priest for every day of the week or, you know, correctly marking Ethelred as a turge shot out of a giant's arse. Like, it's just every line he has is just so satisfying and so hilarious. And this man has got to be like your number one choice when it comes to medieval dudes we want to have a beer with. How yeah. could he not be? How could he not? It'd be such a great time. It would be the best time. Yeah. 100% agree. Um, I'm going with Gisela this episode. You know, their their life in Cookham is pretty great, and their kids are cute, and they've got a haul. But Gisela still has a bit of an edge, you know? Like, she's got a cutting remark every time someone questions Uhtred. She's like, such a ride or die. Um, but at the same time, I also really love that she's not, like, blindly following him. You know, like she's not too meek to call Uhtred out on his shit as well. Like she knows what's right. She knows what's wise. And she's going to tell you to get over yourself, even if you're her babely husband, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like she is her own woman and she knows her own mind. And I have no choice but to stand. Look, when she gives Uhtred a talking to about Citrix woman and tells him to treat her with respect and then compares the situation to Ethelfled and kind of gives Uhtred so this, good. Like, this, you know, education on how unfair the patriarchy is. It's like, ninth century feminism. It. Yes. It really is. Like, give me a t-shirt um, with Gisela's name on it and I will wear it to the next women's march. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Yep. She's my favorite this week. I love her. Get ready to shame none the worst character of the episode with us. It doesn't matter if you're Saxon or Dane, anyone can be a turd, and we're calling out the biggest one of the episode. So, Alyssa, who were you just, like, hating on this episode? Listen, 
Um, he wasn't on screen for very long, but every time I saw Othelred, I was just like, I was just annoyed, you know? Like, this guy is weak, as evidenced by the Danes running wild in his land, and Uhtred's having to, like, do all the dirty work and deal with it, and, but he's also a schemer, you know? Like, you can tell from his, you know, his whole we are positioned perfectly conversation with Althelm, like, this is a guy who's playing a very self-focused long game, and I don't trust him. Mm. So, plus, if everyone around you says you're a dickhead, you're probably a dickhead. So, Alf- oh, 100%. Like, Alfred needs to quit strategizing for one second and realize that he's obviously not good enough for the angel that is Athelflaed. So, he is my turd this week episode not week yeah. episode for life turd for <laughs> life <laughs> yeah let's not like just contain it to like one episode or one week it's it's for the entire show because yeah. he is terrible and he does not deserve ethel fled he doesn't um, and you know what if finnan is calling you a dick then you're a dick you're a dick because finnan knows finnan yeah, knows. knows um so I'm going to say Alfred uh, mm. is my turd of the week only Fair. because he was or turd of the episode. He's just so unbearable this episode. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's obviously in a fucking mood. He has no reason to be. You know, things are going well. England is beginning to kind of take shape. Uhtred's out here doing his dirty work while he kind of spouts off about, you know, having peace without the sword one day. I mean, there's just nothing for him to be so upset about and yet he has this like giant stick up his ass the whole episode so and also i just i'm not here for the pettiness like don't come into my hall and tell me that you don't like (laughs) how i decorated okay (laughs) get out yeah get out of here bro yeah no don't like that so you gotta go alfred that's fair you don't yeah you don't criticize somebody else's home decor that's just rude look tate it's everyone's taste is like it's their own taste. Right. Don't come in here telling Sorry me any more there, crosses. Exactly. Sorry there's not a giant crucifix everywhere you look, Alfred. It's just Yeah, not. maybe I think that's tacky, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't go with the theme. There's a theme. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> now, this is clearly a very serious podcast about a very serious show, but sometimes it's nice to indulge in a little thirst. It's 2019, the world is on fire, and honestly, we deserve this. So this is our time to celebrate the thirstiest moments that really blew our skirts up this episode. Jessica, how did, how, how is this one for you? Look, there were a couple of moments this episode that really, it gave me some thunder down under. Um, <laughs> this, first we see, like, the return of Eric, always, like, a good sign that mm. things are going to get a little thirsty. Right. Um those damn shoulder pads. I, mean, I, I don't know do. why those shoulder pads work so much for you, but know. it's like a thing. And I respect it, thing. even if I it's don't understand kink. it. <laughs> it's weird. I'll admit it. But I would do some pretty terrible things if he promised to, like, wear those to bed. Mm. Like, they're just, there's something about them. And, um, you know, I have to admit, it was nice to see Uhtred bathing again. Yep. And... I think maybe it's like there's this constant like film of dirt on all of the characters on this show. Yeah. So to see him like taking some care when it comes to his body, I just found it like really comforting and oddly erotic to see Uhtred like washing his pit. And, (laughs) you know, I just say onto the cuticles, my friend. Let's let's scrub up those nails. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, cleanliness for everybody. I definitely agree there. And, you know, listen, like Alexander Draymond clearly works out a lot. And the Last Kingdom, 
the last keynote wants us to remember that. You know, did we need to see him striding around his hall shirtless? No, not really. Was it a gift from Netflix to remind us that the man has a perfect six pack and a Donna spell? Absolutely. 100%. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Netflix. So, yeah, I appreciated that. And second place goes to fit in mocking the priest because, you know, we love a sarcastic asshole with a heart of gold around here. Oh, my God. And the hair. And the hair. We've, we didn't mention the hair, but Uchard has a different hairstyle. It's, uh, it's clearly grown out. The middle part mm-hmm. is gone. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Praise him. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. The um, best part of the three-year time jump is Uchard's new hair. So <laughs> and also Finnan, Finnan shaved, um, shaved his head, and it's doing things for yeah, me. Yeah, I There's like a little, it. A rough and tumbleness about him, yeah, um, with that shaved head and the full beard. So it's a tough He's look, and you, I like it. I think it's safe to say that we have never been accused of being unenthusiastic in our fandom. We annoy our friends, our family, and now you, our devoted listeners. Welcome to Geek Out, where we will recommend uh, some humble suggestions about what we think you should be watching and reading. So, Alyssa, what are you geeking out about this week? Um, well, this week or this episode, I'm geeking out about the teaser for Highlander season five or Outlander. Oh my God, Highlander! No, oh my God, Outland. Highlander! I got I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't, I don't watch a show. Um, <laughs> Outlander season five that came out of New York Comic Con this weekend. Like, okay, I, uh, you know, I feel like there's probably a lot of overlap in people who watch Outlander and people who watch The Last Kingdom. Yeah, there has to be. Yeah, it's got a similar vibe. Outlander's a little bit, like, more intense, I think, but um, but yeah, like, I didn't love everything about the last season, but I'm still, like, I am, I will keep watching that show as long as Jamie and Claire are around, because I love them. They're, like, my, you know, my big ship, Jamie and Claire forever, and I'm just, like... I'm ready to get back to it, even if I miss the, you know, Scotland and the kilts and the Highlands and all that. But I'm still stoked, even if they're in dumb old America. Okay, see, and I feel like that's what's, like, turned me off of the show. That's fair. So I I, I stopped (sighs) watching, like, around season three just because it's, like... I don't care to see them in, like, the Carolinas. Like, yeah. that's where I am. <laughs> I yeah, see that. I know. And it's like, I, I kind of got the vibe from the last season. They're not not phasing Jamie and Claire out, but they're making more room for their daughter. Um, oh, my God. I'm just blanking on her name. So, um... Well, I know her real Brianna name is, is her Brianna. Name. I knew her. The actress's name was Sophie Scott. Her real name's Sophie. Right. <laughs> Brianna. Brianna and her boyfriend. And Roger. I just. Ugh, Roger, who is just. I hate Roger. I do Maybe too. That's why I'm like turned off of it. Yeah. And because I, I, I can sense that they're. They're kind becoming of, more of a thing. And I just don't care about them like I do Jamie and Claire. I feel like I'm talking no. myself out of this being my geek out the more that I oh keep God, talking. Sorry. But I'm still. Uh, listen, I'm still going to watch it. I'm still excited. But they need to just. Except that we're there for Jamie and Claire. So, but yeah, it looks yeah. good. It looks good. Well, I mean, anything with, with Sam and Kat, I'm you know, just <sighs> happy to so see more of them. They have such good chemistry. Amazing chemistry. S- I mean, such good actors, like, in their own right. So, I get it. I get why you continue on. I just wish they would kind of phase out Roger a little bit. I, I love Brianna. Like, she can fine, stay. But, like, Roger but sucks. And if you, especially Roger if you didn't watch here. season four, season four Roger was just the worst. So... Well, see, I've read some of, I've read the books. Um, oh, okay. Or some of them, not all of them. So just, yeah. like, from that, I've just, 
I did not like him. And so... That's fair. Yeah, I can only imagine, like, how little I will appreciate him, like, in physical form on my TV. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, anyway, I'm still excited, but, you know, we'll see. (laughs) We've dimmed some of your geek out in our geek out section. (laughs) That's not what this is for. (laughs) Listen, it's fine. It's fine. What's yours? (laughs) We will say, though, the first two seasons of Outlander... So good. Even if you're not enjoying, like the rest of the show just go back and watch those because those were fucking brilliant they're so good okay all right so i can't believe that i'm having to do this Alyssa, and carry this torch (laughs) this week but i'll do it because i am also a dev patel stan yes Um, the david copperfield trailer so uh, good i'm so excited you know what okay so obviously we're here for dev patel wearing these like kind of 19th century British waistcoats and top hats and just his hair fly. looks so good. His hair looks but so good. But also it's I, Dickens, and I'm like, it's, it's I'm Dickens? I'm such a Dickens fan. I've loved Dickens since I was a kid. Yeah. So David Copperfield's not my favorite one, but it's still really good. And it's fine. It's fine. And so I'm ready. I'm ready. So and it's by the guy who did um, Veep, right? I think the director. So. Yeah, the I director. Think it is. And Tilda Swinton is in this. Tilda and Swinton totally is in it. I totally blanked on that. And she, her character looks hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, um. Gwendolyn oh, Christie is in it. Gwendolyn Christie's Hugh in Laurie it. And Laurie is in it. Like, the yes. cast is so good. Amazing. And, like, that trailer, so, okay, I'm coming to this, obviously, for Dev Patel. But then that trailer, it's just like, sure, Dev Patel is in this, and I'm sure he's going to have a main role. But he's but, kind like, of the, the straight best, man. The funniest moments, yeah, are right. Hugh and Tilda just, like, riffing off each other as this married couple. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I'm so stoked about it. It's weird to say we're getting stoked about, like, a Charles Dickens movie in, like, 2019, but, but listen, I like it. It's fine. I love it. I'm here for it. I think it's going to be a really good time. It got really good reviews out of Toronto, and so I'm stoked. I feel like it's been a really long time since I've seen, like, a straight-up classic period piece in a film, like, in forever. I'm trying to remember the last one. Yeah, I've been having to, like, um, just... I think Emma is on like Hulu, oh, which is so the one with good. Gwyneth Paltrow and Jeremy. I really um, Jeremy Northam. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Like everybody's always like, "Oh, Gwyneth's the worst," but I'm kind of like, "But she's, she's Emma. actually really good in that. She's, she's really so good, good in, that. in that movie." And yeah, um, I feel like that's a really underrated Jane Austen. And Tony Collette is in that. Like so good. Uh, so yeah, I've been just rewatching that. <laughs> and then go watch David Copperfield when it comes out <laughs> right. in theaters for yeah. Death Patel. Listen, a little culture never hurt anybody. It's fine. God, in fact, I would say it might save some people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. If you want to hear more of our bullshit, check us out on Twitter or over at Sci-Fi Wire Fangirls. We've got links to everything below this episode. And until next time, destiny is all bitches. 